Welcome to the Blayat Theater's performance of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. It will be performed by Jason and Andrew Howe, Aiden Kern, Sam Newman, and Dylan Hoffman. Blayat Theater was created by Sam Newman and Dylan Hoffman. Years before their appearance, Jules Verne foretold the submarine, the balloon, the airplane, the telephone, the long-range projectile, and many other inventions. But perhaps his greatest writing achievement was the complex but very human character of Captain Nemo, the tragic star of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. In this man, we glimpse Homer's Ulysses, Shakespeare's Hamlet, and ourselves, our dreams, our disillusionment, above all, our instinctive yearning for good. These are the things that make Captain Nemo and his great adventures timeless. And so it is with great pride and pleasure that Bliat Theater presents Sam Newman, Dylan Hoffman, Jason Howe, Andrew Howe, and Aiden Curran in Jules, Jules Verne's beloved classic 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The earth does not need new continents. It needs new men. My name is Pierre Aranax. I am an assistant professor in the Museum of Natural History in Paui. The year is 1866. Delving into the unknown as I do, there is little that surprises me. And yet, today, in this modern life, unbelievable newspaper headlines shock the world. Extra, extra, a steamer attacked by sea serpent. Read all about it. Extra. I was in my New York apartment at the conclusion of my most recent scientific tour and had planned to return to Paui with my valuable collection of specimens when... Professor Aranak. Yes, Consui, what is it? Commander Farragut of the United States Navy to see you, sir. Oh, Commander Farragut. Professor Aranax, this is a great pleasure. Well, believe me, Commander Farragut, I, the feeling is mutual. In fact, I'm somewhat overcome to have a man of your reputation seek out an obscure professor. Quite the contrary, sir. My government would like to see France represented in the expedition in search of the monster. You mean you wish me to? I am holding a cabin at your disposal on the President Lincoln, sir. We leave Brooklyn Pier in three hours. You have a fine ship, Commander. Yes, we are well-armed, Professor. Yes, then I see a breech-loading cannon on the top of your foxhole. You did, sir. My best weapon of all, Professor, is Nedline. Huh? Oh, Ned! Come over here, if you please. Aye, aye, Commander Farragut. At your service, sir. Professor Aranax, Ned is known all over the seven seas as the Prince of Harpooners. If and when we track down the sea monster, he'll show you some real action. Ah, you have a real test for your talents, Mr. Land. 
It's a fabulous beast indeed that can stove in the side of a ship. You're speaking of of Scotia. I'll take it. <laughs> Begging your pardon, Professor. If there should be a sea monster that big, that mighty, then Nedlan wants to be the man to harpoon it. That's the way our voyage began. A strong ship, hand-picked men, and a vast curiosity and determination to end this terror of the seas. And on and on we went, past the Marquis, the Sandwich Islands, across the Tropic of Cancer, and headed for the China Seas. And then... Ahoy there! The very thing we're looking for. On our weather beam, the sea monster. Aha! I can't harpoon it, sir. The monster's running circles around us. We can't get near enough for me to use my harpoon. Right the helm, ahead as you are. It's no use, Commander. The monster's going twice as fast as we are. I know it, sir. There's only one thing left to do. Stand and fight. Up to the foxhole, cannon men. The foxhole gun was loaded and the slewed into position. The President Lincoln was running at half speed now, and the sea monster seemed content to follow. At a certain distance, as though mocking us, the gunner, steady of eye, brave of face, took long and careful aim, and then... FIRE! Watch out, sir! The monster's closing in on us! That shot was m made him mad! He's gonna ram us! <laughs> Professor Aronox! He's fallen overboard! Yeah! And so has Ned Land! <laughs> I trust that your state of health is improving, Professor uh, Aranax. Uh, where am I? Aboard my submarine, the Nautilus. Submarine? Who? Who are you? You may address me as Captain Nemo, Mr. Lan. Captain? Submarine? Then you're- I am your sea monster, O oh Prince of Harpooners. Captain, how do you know so much about us? You told me, Professor. You were somewhat delirious for a while, thus I learned all about yourself. Your servant, Consui, and, uh, <laughs> Ned Lan. I also know that you are from the frigate Pre President Lincoln which deliberately invaded my privacy, attacked me. You're prisoners of war. By rights, I should place you back on deck and submerge, forgetting your existence. Well, you wouldn't dare. Why? That wouldn't be civilized. I'm not what you so glibly call a civilized man, Professor Aranax. Then what is to be our fate, Captain Nemo? I'm not altogether heartless. I do have a certain sense of pity for any living thing, but of course, you must live under my law. Give your word to cause no trouble and don't try to escape. Stay with you. For how long? For the rest of your life, Mr. Lan. Do you know what you ask, Captain? Or we'd never see our country again? Our friends? Our families? You'll see far more fascinating country underwater. Renouncing the world is not so painful as you think. You're simply offering us the choice between life and death. Just that. Then, we have no choice, Captain Nemo. We will abide by your wishes. 
It won't be as bad as you think, gentlemen. You, Professor, will find your own published works in my library, and I will show you marvels under the sea even you haven't dreamed of. You will live in the best of quarters. You will enjoy the finest foods. Yes, but without freedom. There is always a price, sir. Be glad that yours is no higher. We were fed, housed in comfortable quarters, and we slept. But little did I dream of the wonders that tomorrow would bring. Right after breakfast, Ned and Consui were taken to their permanent quarters while I was escorted to a luxurious suite adjoining the quarters of Captain Nemo himself. As I stared about me in amazement, I heard the strains of a pipe organ in the next room, and venturing in, I found myself in a magnificent drawing room and the captain at the keyboard of the organ. Well, good morning, Professor Aranax. You seem somewhat surprised that I, to learn that I practice the arts as well as the sciences. I must confess, Captain Nemo, I scarcely expected to find you a musician of such inspired music. Inspired? I see, too, that you have priceless works of art on your wall. A Madonna by Raphael, a Virgin by Da Vinci, a Nymph by Caravaggio, and an Assumption by Moreo. I see that the professor of natural history has not neglected his cultural training. Even a museum professor can have taste, sir, and a zest for life, an appreciation of beauty. I like you, Professor Aranax. I like our courage in a quiet man. Native pride, you, you have no answer for this turn of events? I must admit, I don't know what to say. Then say nothing, but watch instead. I have another wonder to show you. I go over here to press a lever. Great heavens, the whole side of the submarine is sliding back. We were doomed. Do not fear, sir. We are protected from the sea by several layers of heavy glass. Behold, behold the army of the sea, Professor. The fish seem to float in liquid light, do they not? It is, it is unbelievable. But true. The banded mallet, the Japanese cumbrous, the beautiful mackerel, all sewn by the hand of him who created all living things. Him? Then... Than you. Believe in God? Look out there, my dear professor. In the face of such wonders, how could I possibly not believe in such a deity? But I don't understand. You gave up the world. Merely because I forsook. Man does not. Me, I forsook God. But with that philosophy, how can you forget man? How? And why? Why? Why does mankind, which has forgotten not I, they have forgotten God by making unjust laws? tearing one another to pieces, destroy it. Professor, you and your friend shall accompany me on my next hunting expedition. If you will kindly don into these, uh, into these here dining suits and weighted boots, we'll soon be off on the hunt. Hunting diving suits? Captain Nemo has promised undreamed wonders, Ned. I can believe that, sir. Ah, uh, we've now arrived at the forests of the lost island of Crespa, gentlemen. You have your suits on? 
Now please, put the helmets in place. I'm about to close the waterproof door. We were in utter darkness. The Rukiro apparatus began operating as soon as our helmets were fixed. Firmly in place, and I breathed with ease. Now, I was about to step into a completely new element, the sinister unknown, led by a man who, for all I knew, was mad. A second door, located in the outer shell of the Nautilus, slid back, and in another moment I was treaded to the floor of the ocean. My dear friends, how can I describe the sight that met my eyes? A fantastic dream? No. More like an emotion. Yes. An emotion, that's it. I moved through the undeniably beauty, no longer feeling the drag of my clothing, and I weighed my weighted shoes. The water acted like a prism for the early morning sun, so that we walked in the radiance of the seven solar colors. I could see that the silver sand shimmering away to the distance of, of 150 yards and dotted with star shells, flowers, and rocks, and shells, and pulpy of every shade and formation. What? <laughs> what if my colleagues could see me now? <laughs> they wouldn't believe it. No. We're approaching the old Spanish galleon. But here, friends, look. Look as I open this gigantic chest. <laughs> look. Gold. Plenty of it. Sparkling, glinting. Cold salt water. My eternal bank. I fill the small chest we brought along, and now, my dear professor, we will go to my pearl beds. Captain, all these riches we saw today, you can only use so much. What good is the rest, unless you help your fellow man? Professor Aranax, you are my guest and onlooker. I do not desire your advice. Ah, but it seems such a waste, sir, with all so much need in the world. Enough! Yes, there is need. I am and ever, ever, ever shall be one with unfortunate. Oh, Captain, look out there, a diver. He's looking in at us. Oh, yes, we're near shore. But, but what does he want? You ask the question, Professor, and you shall have your answer. And even as I watched, a crew member in a diving suit appeared outside the window and gave the native diver the small treasure chest taken from the Spanish galleon. The swimmer returned to the window, humbly saluted Captain Nemo, who returned the gesture, and then the diver darted upwards with his treasure. I turned and looked at Nemo. What more do you want of me, Professor Aranax? A confession written in heart's blood that though I hate the world, I love my fellow man? I couldn't answer him. If ever I saw a tragedy burned across a man's face, I saw it in Nemo's. I could now understand his bitter philosophy, his moods blowing hot and cold like, like destroying, searing winds. And then, a week later, Ned, Consui, and I saw each other, saw another side of Nemo's nature. He had sighted the mysterious man of war. The ship fired at us. They're firing at us. Let me have that periscope. Stand back, Mr. Land. The ship of a cursed nation. You recognize me, don't you? You fear me. Now my vengeance, Torpedo One, fire! No, Captain, no! They won't have a chance! The Man of War seemed so disintegrate. Captain Nemo watched it sink, an archangel of hatred. Then he turned and entered his quarters. I followed him, as though hypnotized. I saw him uncover a picture on the far wall, a portrait of a young woman and two beautiful children. Before his little group, 
Nemo spread out his arms and then, Almighty God, enough, enough. After that catastrophic occurrence, the Nautilus moved on more and more dream world, and then Ned came to me with his plan. We're escaping tonight, Professor. Escape? Are we in sight of land? I just took the retcon. There are twenty... There are hill twenty miles to the east of us. Twenty miles? Might as well be two hundred. You know very well that I'm not a swimmer, Ned. We won't have to swim, sir. We'll take the small boat. We'll meet at ten tonight. Oh, heaven knows I'm with you, Ned. Lay your plans. I'll meet you at ten. I went to my quarters, dressed in the stoutest sea garment, collected my notes, and settled down to await the appointed time. And then, music from a tormented soul, longing to break its earthly bonds. Such music as could only come from Captain Nemo himself. And then, my heart froze in terror. The very room I must cross in order to make my escape. I made my way to the drawing room. The room was in a greenish half-light. Nemo sat before the pipe organ playing as though music were his last avenue of expression in life. I held in my breath. I passed him back of him. I reached for the far door. Stop! Captain Nemo arose and came straight toward me. I slammed the heavy door. Bolted it and ran to Ned. Professor, is that you? Yes, yes. Let's go. Aye, sir. We have surface to take on fresh air. They're coming after us. Quick, up on deck. Come on, Professor, hurry. Oh, good heavens, a storm. A storm, nothing. It's a maelstrom. Quick, get on the small boat. Oh, now the waves. We're caught in the maelstrom. We're going down. You're safe, Professor. Quite safe now. Consui? Same, sir. And he... And he has Ned too. He brought us through the maelstrom safely. We're in a fisherman's hut on the Lofton Islands, Professor. But the the Nautilus. She was caught fair in the middle of it and went down, sir. And it's no better than she deserved, if you ask me. If anyone could survive such a storm, Captain Nemo could. At least, I hope so. You hope so? Yes, Ned. After traveling 20,000 leagues under the sea with Nemo... I hope he lives on to conquer his hatred for the world, forget vengeance in his love for the oppressed, and ecclesiastics question 6,000 years ago, that which is far off and exceeding deep, who can find it out? I hope that Captain Nemo can find his answer. Bliat Theater. Bliat Theater is produced in Dylan Hopkins' basement. Um, we'd like to thank everyone involved. And this has been episode one of Bliat Theater, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs>